I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. I notice things as a trans guy that I don't know other guys pay attention to. And I know other guys don't necessarily pay attention to because I've talked to my Jesus friend about this stuff and he's kind of a regular, I don't think about stuff guy. He doesn't, there are lots of things that he hasn't considered until you mention them and he goes, oh, I would have never thought of that. Right. Like when I mentioned him, has a doctor ever asked you questions about your sexual activity? And he's looking at me like, what the are you talking about? Why would they do that? (laughs) Right. And I explained to him, they always ask women that. And Mm -hmm. There were some understandable reasons why, and then there were some other ones that can just be really invasive. So a lot of guys, and I, as I've been trying to navigate this territory of man land and how men interact with each other, so as not to stand up too much before I understand what's going on anyway, I often find myself observing things that are same or different and putting them in the, aha, I noticed this. This is the same as that other thing. Or, hey, that one's not the same. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Is this a, he's not being the same and he knows it? Or is this part of the general man category of things mm-hmm. that I've noticed? Yes. If that makes any sense. No, it does. Okay. Continue. So, so your cousin who, there's two brothers, one's a cop and one's not. And the one who's not, he's very talkative. He talks a little bit more like my Jesus friend does about relationships and things you like and how you take care of yourself. And he stops talking if a woman starts talking in our group, when we were, even when we were at the table. like late, yeah. And he stops. If he starts to say something at the same time a woman does, he stops. And that's not like the other guys. No, it's not. And I think part of that has to do with having been raised by my aunt, who is a very strong woman, pastor's wife notwithstanding. She is definitely a... Mm -hmm. I didn't spend enough time with the brother who is in law enforcement to know if he did the same, but he seemed a little more average in his Yeah, I don't think he would, but I think that has more to do with his personality than anything else. Well, here's the thing then that became apparent is... That is a great idea, and more men should do those things. But it's also gender nonconforming, and that was pretty much the whole pizza dinner. Yes. All the gender nonconforming things became much more apparent. Like you said, one of your sisters was about to explain herself to somebody and then realized where she was. (laughs) And that was about... Yeah. Uh, Which, what was that about? When we were all at dinner the first night when I took just the siblings out. But didn't you say one of your sisters started to explain herself too? To us, to you and I at the dinner table, yeah. And then she realized, you know, she said something about being pansexual and genderqueer and started to explain what that meant and then realized who she was sitting with. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. That that was when we took them out to dinner. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because they were all pretty comfortable with each other by that last night. And, mm-hmm. and so that was just more apparent. And to me, that was one of those gender nonconforming things that he was quite capable and comfortable in. He was much more comfortable. He didn't need to mansplain or manterrupt, and he let women have free space in the conversation. Yes, and he had a genuine interest in that conversation. He wasn't stuck inside his own ego. So that that was very different of the Mm-mm. gender nonconforming. Mostly, it's mostly your family, like yes. your more immediate family. My my immediate family is very gender nonconforming, but all of my family is very technologically adept. I have a number of 
cousins who are in IT or other tech fields. And they have been for a long time. Yes. This yes. is not like, well, my like new tech. Yeah. This is kind of like, you know, like they always say old money, new money. There's old tech and new tech people. Yes. And it was funny to me that during the funeral, they're talking about, you know, giving the brief synopsis of my grandfather's life. And they're saying, you know, he built and assembled and trained people on using radar in World War II and in Korea. And reading radar. And reading radar. And, you know, then he became basically, he he was a contract electrician, among other things. Mm -hmm. And you know, worked for GM and got his degree from what is now Kettering. Very good. Yeah, we are old geeks. Old techie people. (laughs) Yes. It's long since run in our family. Right. And it's funny to me, the things they said about my father. I don't know if you were in on this discussion. My father passed away my freshman year of college, but he was also a geek. He was also too smart for his own good and would run out of things to do because he got bored with them because they were no longer challenging, which I do all the time. You're a little more practical about it, but you take to your responsibilities better than any of our parents did. So Fair. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Between yours and mine, specifically. Yes. Speaking of your parents and my parents weren't real hip on their responsibilities, I noticed that pretty much the whole family I met is very functional, except your siblings all have feral children. My siblings do all have feral children. And I think it's in part that they do have some hearing problems and... And I know that that sometimes can be the way that they are given a bottle and stuff. And it can sometimes be genetic mm-hmm. things that happen that make this a problem. Yes. But that's not all of the feral problem. No, no. My my sis, my older of the two sisters' kids, one of them definitely has an organic problem, clearly on the autistic spectrum. Mm-hmm. The other one is I think questionably parented because my other sister is having that thing where they react against having been overparented by her mother by her mother which is your stepmom yes yeah because there wasn't parenting going on and then when you couldn't take certain things like the oldest nephew banging on this big gumball machine it's a self-stimulating yes. thing going on he's he's trying to manage himself but not appropriately and so he's making a lot of noise and potentially going to damage something or someone and you're like okay that's enough and he got in your face and i was like whoa he's so lucky his parents are right here and there's a lot of other witnesses because we don't we don't do that no he pointed right in your face and he's he doesn't understand how to talk to adults he he doesn't understand how to modulate his tone or his presence to adapt to various situations which again is a symptom of being on the autistic spectrum but that's something that we've worked with our autistic child on and had to instruct directly and i think he's not getting that kind of instruction no he's not i'm sure of that <laughs> because ours would never do something like that. No. But, but he might have without training. Yes, that is correct. So it would have been interesting to see what your aunt would have done because she's got a old school, very practical approach too. But she's not stupid. She's not going to like stick to it so hard that she's going to make a problem for herself. Right. She's had enough experience that she can kind of look at it and say, well, here's how we're going to deal with your nonsense. <laughs> And that would have been interesting. Yeah. But I didn't get to see a lot of her dealing with his particular nonsense. Right. So anyway, when that 
pizza dinner was done and the day was over and the next day we had to be done in Mackinac and drive to Flint, which is where I grew up, which is where the water is still tainted with lead because the Republican governor decided to take control of the city away from the actual city. And Republicans are all about small government, except when it's actually shrinking the government. And they're all about saving money, except when it's going to save the money. I have no input. Sorry. (laughs) The drive down there, you got to sleep some more. It was nice for you. Yeah, I looked at a lot of trees. I slept a little. And then we got to our hotel, which you found terribly depressing. And I was just like, hey, it's Flint. (laughs) Flint is kind of like that. And it was gloomy and dreary and cold and rainy. Yeah, that day it was. And when we got to the hotel, I thought, okay, well, I know where we're at, so maybe this is it. Maybe this is all the options are. But later, I wasn't sure of that. And I wasn't booking the thing. And there was, this was the only one like actually near the airport. There were no other it hotels near the airport. The they were airport all a half inn. hour away. The airport inn was the only one near Bishop Airport. You are correct. And it was, whenever there's a, a weekly rate, it's never a good thing. That's just how it is. Correct. There was a lot of security things. and Yes, how do you get in after dark? And how do you use your key to get in after dark? You can't just use the key. You have to go to the right door to use the key after dark. And yes. That's probably where the camera is. Yes. Fortunately, your friends, a couple different friends, took us in for a while. That was That's well, my that view. Was, that was you our- were visiting. I was being taken in. <laughs> Aww. Yes, and I had known that I would be going there and that we would have a few hours between arriving in town and wanting to fall asleep before getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning to catch our plane. And so I had put a call out on Facebook and said, hey, you know, any of my Flint Town friends anybody wants to hang out, hit me up. Mm -hmm. And one person had, but then she forgot. But then another person who had been my maid of honor in my first wedding had Mm -hmm. happened to be free. And that was nice. It was good to see people. They were all very nice people. They were. Everybody we met was very nice. You know? I was I was worried that because, you know, these were the people that I had met when I was significantly less functional than I am now, that they might still be also less functional and be scary to you. No, and, and they weren't, but you were getting a little scary to me because you weren't telling me what you were going to do before you did it. And so, so that created a little problem for us. It did. And, you know, these are my friends who I have also known much of my life. And who have also, just like all of your friends, just like all of our mutual friends, have watched you transition. Mm -hmm. And so when a topic comes up in conversation where an anecdote that is tangential to your transition would be an appropriate addition to the conversation, I didn't have a second thought about it. But you were completely unprepared and to you it felt like outing. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I wasn't thinking about it because here I was going to meet people I had never met. And so when I meet people I've never met, I I always think I present the way I am and then I see how things are and see if that's relevant. Mm -hmm. And to you, that's always relevant because that's your your end of it. So I didn't want to not have you access anything that you wanted to talk about, but I wasn't prepared for you just outing me. And so that's what surprised me. This was all like your agenda of conversation as far as I could tell. And the two guys in the room did seem to become slightly less comfortable because you were talking about queer and queer and queer and queer and then my transition stuff a little bit. And at first they were like the first queer mentioning, they were 
kind of like a little head turn of, why'd she say that? Okay, never mind. So that is something that I think I'm just aware of or being around guys I don't know. Right. That and makes so sense. I didn't think it would be a problem, but I was less comfortable. Of course, I was also less comfortable because you promised me food and then just drove off to go socialize and forgot about my food. And I thought, well, we'll probably get to the food in a little bit. And, and we didn't. And then we didn't. Then did, we did but much, then, much yeah, later. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. That, so that I think was... I was probably, I was uncomfortable because of the, the whole situation. Yeah. But I definitely. Yeah. See, I wasn't was even thinking about the guys. I was just having the conversation that I would normally have with this person because we're catching up and this is what we do. And Mm -hmm. she talks about pot and I talk about queer and this is what we do. But I I am very aware of guys because that's just how it is. Yeah. And see, they were just completely beyond my blinders. They were being guys who didn't really need to talk much and they were chilling and hoping that we weren't going to intrude too long or too much because they really just wanted to relax on their Sunday mm-hmm. night. And then, then we, we left there and we went to another meet another person and that's where we had food. Yes, you did finally get food. And you were gonna you were gonna start uh, this was kind of funny because as we're leaving, you're like, oh, I'll text them and see if there's something gluten-free in there. I'm like, no, 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 let's not complicate this. And one of the other two guys was like noticing that in a sense of he could understand what I was saying. I'm like, really? We don't need to complicate it. I will find something to eat at the place where the food is. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, there's no reason to complicate the food. Right. Because he was trying to get to his food too. He yeah. couldn't understand why did she tell him to take the hamburger out of the freezer and now she needed to go buy some. And I knew that answer to that, but he didn't appreciate that very much. He was like, no, no, I didn't want a store thing going on in the middle of my other things I had to do. <laughs> so right. That was funny that I could see him kind of connecting back at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we we had food and then those people said, oh, why don't you just come over? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's smart to meet somebody somewhere if you haven't seen them in ages, even if you do see them on Facebook. Right. And especially if you're just coming back into town and they've just gotten to town and just go someplace and eat some food. And yeah. the food I had was really good. It was. It was just this generic sandwich place, but they had um, quinoa salads and uh, soups and stuff, and it was really cold out. And so you were and happy tea and, yeah. to have hot tea and warm soup. I was and surprised to be cold. I yeah. didn't expect that. Yeah, that happened a lot there, but I think it had to do with the fact that you've gotten used to the dry climate. Mm-hmm. And people say that dry heat doesn't affect you, dry temperature doesn't affect you. Humidity does make the sensation of temperature increase. Yeah, it does. Doesn't matter colder. whether it's hot or cold, it, it increases the sensation of temperature, yeah. Yeah, so we hung out at those folks' house and watched Firefly. Yes. Yes. Which was nice. It was very funny to w- watch, I was going to say, because I'm a visual person. Mm-hmm. Listen to you and her quote certain parts of the script. <laughs> yes. As we're watching, you know, the the first episode of Firefly and, you know, we're standing there quoting, well, about half of the show. (laughs) Yes. I thought that was pretty funny. I think he did too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Her husband or her fiance. Husband. I don't know if they're married now. Yeah. Yeah, The the guy. guy. That's fun. Yeah. And they're teenager. 
Yes. That she, the teenager, she was on board with the- She was quoting less than us, but but also quoting yes, right along. We were kind of like, oh, they are doing the word thing. Wow. We make the words. <laughs> yes. Of course, this girl that we were hanging out with then, this woman, she and I had been performers together all through middle and high school. And we had been in like the school plays and built sets together. And you know, part of the discussion that we had was that now her daughter is at the same school we went to and she's going back in and cleaning out their costuming closets and finding stuff that we used to wear and... And working on all the sets again because they have deteriorated in the meantime because they're the same things that were there. <laughs> the, the same stuff that we had built, yes. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. Yep. But it was fun. It was very nice to see people. The traveling part was less fun because we were a long time in each place on the way back. Mm-hmm. And the suitcase. Oh, the suitcase. Yeah, suitcase. <laughs> traveling back. Oh, my goodness. It spent more time at some airports than we did. (laughs) It did. And we spent more than a sufficient amount ourselves. They made you check one of the bags plane side, and they told you that it was checked through, but it was not. And I knew that. But then I tried to solve the problem when I got off of that plane, and they couldn't solve it. So I had to solve it when we got home. They had to track the bag down and... While you were trying to leave because somebody was picking us up at the airport and you had to get home because the sitter was here with the boy and you had to go get the other kid from school. Yes. And uh, so I had to stay at the airport. And all I could think was, I can't get away from these freaking airports. (laughs) I've been at airports nonstop. And then fortunately, the other sitter, our, our teacher friend, had our teenager and had taken him to the mall for something. And they were coming back. So I was like, hey, it's like flagging down the, can you guys stop here? And get me, please. <laughs> so they did. They came and got me. Yes. They had her mom with because she often tags along. Yes. But She's very quiet. So I didn't say much to her because I was tired. And, yes. But and our the, teacher friend is talkative. And so she talked. And Yes. Know. But the other thing that happened while we were in the car driving to Flint. Oh, God. <laughs> we, we, we've gotten this in the wrong order for the stories. Are you gonna That's okay. It, It'll gonna, be okay. Are you going to put it back in the right spot? I, or, I, it depends should, on how hard it is to cut and paste. Oh, okay. So you will. But if not, then you'll if, leave it here and we'll just... And yes, talk about the story is out of order. This is in the wrong place, and this is it, not how Jess likes it. <laughs> While we're driving back from Flint. No, back from M- Mackinac to Flint. Mackinac to Flint, okay. The aunt who had the kid for baseball sends me a text and says, Hey, can you call me? I have a question about his meds. I'm thinking, oh, that's normal. We have questions about meds. Usually before you take them. Usually. But not so. So I called her and she said, so he was taking his meds and I thought that looks like a lot of pills. And I said to him, hey, that looks like a lot of pills. And he said, yeah, and he swallowed them all. And then I realized there's no pills in here for Monday. And um, you guys are flying tomorrow morning, which is Monday. So there would be pills in here. And I think he's taking them all. What is that called? Face palm? Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a problem because, you know, it's medication and it can be toxic and he's a small person. Yes. And he's he's just double dosed on his meds. Yes. So we need to do a few things here. You need to call some people and find out if he needs to be seen and you need to be aware of what the things are to watch for that could indicate he's having a problem. And by some people, you mean a pharmacist and or an urgent care doctor. Yes. So we discussed it and she was going to call the, uh, there's like a, a hospital nurse you can call that's on her insurance, but that's fine. It's just for questions. 
and talked to the pharmacy about this situation as well. And the pharmacist was only concerned about him getting very sleepy and she was able to rouse him no problem. He was very sleepy, but she he, could wake yeah, him up. She, he was... I was more concerned about the toxicity mm-hmm. of the pills because I know this because he's supposed to have lab work and he was supposed to have it this week, but with us getting back and the way things went, it wasn't happening. It'll happen the early part of the coming week. Yes. But I was more concerned about that. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted something like reasonable to be happening. Uh, was, and no. So I text the sitter who was going to pick him up and I said, hey, look, this is going on and you have his medical card at our house with the papers I left for you to take charge. And can you please do something? Because I'm worried. And by papers to take charge, you mean a notarized letter saying that she has the right to sign for his medical care in your absence. seek medical care for him. And uh, she understood my concerns. And she understood that at this point we had had the missing dog and a number of other things. And and And, now my child was overdosed on his meds and I was quite uncomfortable because I was very far away. Yes. But but she's quite capable. And, and also that the person who was taking care of him was as capable as she could be at that time. But I had not explained the meds to her as well as I had to the sitter. So I thought, okay, that was wrong. But it turns out the sitter had thoroughly explained the meds to him, to her. Yes. The person that overdosed him wasn't being cognizant of the entire situation. I think in part because she has a big grief process going on right now. She lost a family member a couple months ago. She lost a sibling. And that's a big impact on her world. Mm-hmm. But I, I needed to solve this problem. Yeah. Um, so I understood how it could happen. And I have hopefully created a solution for the factors that when we go somewhere, which won't be for almost a year. Yes. This is why that, we don't go places. <laughs> that somebody will be available to cover for his mom because she'll end up in the hospital. And for grandma who end up getting called out of town for something. Uh-huh. And for my aunt who lost a dog and the other aunt who gave too much meds. I promptly went to work the next day after getting home and said to my work wife, who does dog sitting and sometimes teenager sitting for some people, but is a aunt to our children in a sense. They yes. call her auntie because she's a regular presence in their life. Yes. I said, so can you look in your calendar and tell me if you're booked for these dates next year? <laughs> And she pulled out the calendar before she asked anything and wrote me in on the dates and then said, so what else happened? (laughs) And I explained to her, you know, more thoroughly the dog thing and the medication thing. And she's like, I can do this. No problem. And I know she's capable. I said, and the the sitter will help you. If she's there, she will gladly stay at the house with the children as she did. Uh But I, I I want none of the people who had a problem this time having actual responsibilities they can do something else that's helpful if you want them to. Not my job while I'm gone. Yes. But I'm not going to give them responsibilities that obviously were too much and Mm -hmm. could have turned out badly. Yeah. So. This is why we don't go places. (laughs) Yeah, but I'd like to change that. I'd like to go places. I think I'd like to change that. I'm a little too tired to work on it right now. Yes, understood. We're still recovering, and we were supposed to have no kids this weekend. The funeral was scheduled for a weekend that we were scheduled to have our kids. And we had traded. And we had traded with our respective exes for them to go to the other parents' 
The weekend after. The weekend, yeah. So we could have a break. Yes. And so traveling so they much. go normally alternate weekends, but we had swapped it out so they would have two weekends in a row there and two weekends in a row here. Right. So we had our two weekends before we left. Yes. And then we left and had a bunch of ordeals, and then we came back and still had a kid. Yes. This was supposed to be our recovery weekend. And yes, we have 12 hours of recovery. Enjoy it. We have 12 hours. Most of it you'll be sleeping, but that that's just how it works for us. <laughs> right? The face you're making. <laughs> What's the face? The face of my ridiculous life? <laughs> yeah. Parenting does not involve rest. It does not. It does not. I forgot. I'm sorry. My ultra conservative aunt, who I have to tell you this, this is funny. She called herself ultra conservative. She knows that she's ultra conservative. Mm -hmm. She, as we were getting ready to leave for the funeral, I was coming back from breakfast, which was also at the sister hotel down the street. Yes. And she was getting ready to go and we were passing each other in the parking lot. And she said, oh, you're wearing a skirt. Come on. It's cold out. Why are you? You're going to get cold. Even your ultra conservative aunt is wearing pants today. And I'm thinking to myself, I didn't say out loud. What I said out loud was, oh, yes, I'll be cold like I was yesterday wearing short sleeves up on Mackinac Island. You weren't. And other people wearing, wearing jackets. Other people wearing jackets did get cold. I was wearing short sleeves and I did not get cold. And so the point was taken and she just sort of laughed and said, no, I guess you won't be cold. Never mind. Right. The thing that went through my head as she's pointing out that she is my ultra conservative aunt wearing trousers was, and I'm your ultra queer niece, nephew, niece wearing a skirt. And so I guess it's a good thing that our presentations don't define us. Yes. You probably could have said that. I probably could have said that. And she, she would have been okay with it. She would have been okay with it. Yeah. She's, she's obviously a- become more okay with things over time. Over life happening. Yes. She also asked me how my ultra conservative college that I attended was faring and if they were still ultra conservative. And I told her that they now allowed social dancing and women could wear trousers. Right. And she said, well, that is progress. (laughs) You know, since we're on the topic of clothing, I I do have a, a, a slight trans guy thing that happens where you're trying to figure out what the appropriate menswear is to the thing that you have to attend. And, and our family is very laid back about such things. And some people will wear suits because they will be more comfortable in suits. But if you're not more comfortable in a suit, then you wear what you'll be comfortable in and nobody's going to give a rat's ass. Right. Which was obvious because of what your brother was wearing. However, I'm in that stage where I'm trying to figure out like, I want to wear the thing I'm going to be comfortable in, but I don't want to be in a category of too much or too little. You don't want to cause yourself to stand out in any way that will cause people to clock you. That's just going to make me feel uncomfortable because I don't feel sure of what's going on. You know, as a dyke, you could like wear whatever and be like, screw you, I'm wearing this and know that you were going to stand out. And that was a statement of too bad for you. Right. But now it's it feels odd if I'm not appropriately attired. So so I, I was trying to figure it out, and I had not brought a suit on purpose because we had discussed that part. Mm-hmm. I didn't need one. No. It was, like you said, your your family's fairly relaxed about that. So I had a shirt, and I had a tie, and I brought it with, but I didn't put it on because I determined that I didn't need it, and so I wasn't going to bother. And both of the guy cousins... The pastor's kids. The pastor's kids did have suit jackets and ties on. But the pastor didn't. No, he didn't. (laughs) 
But I think that they did, you know, this is their grandfather and they were bringing clothes for a funeral and that's what they brought and that's what they were comfortable in. And it was good weather for that because I had to wear a jacket and if I had had a suit jacket, I would have just wore a suit jacket. Right. It would have been comfortable enough weather for that. Yeah. But I was trying to navigate that. So what I started to say was she will be in um, a large camping area that's not too far from us this summer and has asked if we could bring the kids there or thought she might swing by. Right, because so, she's traveling and she's going to visit a lot of... A lot of monuments out west. And yes, so, and, and family people. Family people. Yes. And yes, she's going to go traveling. Yes. Because that's what retired people with no kids do. You'll find out and you'll only be in your 40s when that happens. Holy fuck. Isn't that great? I'll be so excited if I can live that long, quite frankly. (laughs) This was the other discussion that we had because my dad passed away of his second heart attack at 44, but my grandpa lived to 95 through three heart attacks and lots of other problems. And he shut off the power to his retirement home because he was an electrician and he could do that. And he knew exactly how to turn it back on, except Alzheimer's. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Well, you know... Right. Let's not cook you anything in aluminum pans, okay? Yes, sir. Start with that. (laughs) So, yes. So, we might actually end up taking our kids somewhere this summer. And if that does happen, I'm sure our listener friends will hear all about it. I I think we should try to. Mm -hmm. She said she was working on the dates, which is necessary when you go to big park areas across... National monuments and national parks do tend to book up with people summering and vacationing. So you could probably check with her soon and see if she's done that. And then we could check, do we have the kids? She said later in the summer, which is more likely that we have all the kids. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure that we can get down there and see them for a day or two. If they want to come up here, that's fine too, you know. Yes, we have plenty of room. We can make space or... So let's find out because, yes. yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed spending time with them. They were yes nice people. Yay. Mm-hmm. They'll ask who the woman in the pictures on our wall are. Mm, I don't know about that. Maybe they'd clarify, oh, that one was you and the other one is your sister or something. I don't yeah. know. That was me in disguise. They thought I was a girl. <laughs> I, people still think I'm a girl. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know better. I, I what am, was that thing that, on that, occasion. that somebody said? And, oh, goodness. It was disguise? my sister. It was my sister. And she was quoting from some sort of, you know, it said something like, oh, a good woman always has her chores done and her man kept happy and knows how to make herself look good. And I must be a man in disguise. Right. So is that it? I think that's it. Okay. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. I was going to say something. Let's see if I can remember. 
Yeah, <laughs> you got your excited face. Ooh, I'm going to say something. <laughs> Words. Um, Word porn. Yeah, that's that's your your thing. So anyway, yes. Um, my family. Your family. We're supposed to have no kids this weekend. The vacation, not vacation. The funeral. <laughs> you want to start that over? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.